Hey folks, it's us, podcasting wonderkins John Bishop and Lucas Southworth. Although this is a podcast about cars, it is not age-appropriate for the target demographic of these films, as we usually end up talking about the reproductive organs of Lightning McQueen. Alright, now let's take a look under the hood. everybody and welcome to the gadget it's the only podcast brave enough to ask the question hey what's up with cars i'm lucas southworth and uh i'm john bishop what what's wrong bud that you did a big sigh well we're it's just we're we're talking about something i'm so good at today oh yeah sorry i'm not sorry you know, when you remember when people used to say they were sorry that they weren't sorry, but they weren't sorry that they weren't sorry that they weren't sorry? It's like that. <sighs> I'm, I'm saying I don't care. We've decided we're going to do it. I don't care about your fake angst for the show. Okay. John, what are we talking about that you're angsty about? <laughs> well, today we're talking about history? Yes, because I can't stop thinking of new series to do without ever doing episodes of old series i thought we could do a new one called moments in herstory yes and what what is that going to look like what's the plan for moments in herstory yeah i figured this one's going to be based pretty heavily off of the model of the cars verse that they didn't evolve from humans it's not a continuation of humans but a parallel like identical universe to human society biggest evidence of that being world war ii happened uh in the cars verse uh so i thought it'd be fun if we both came in with like two or three moments in history that would just be pretty wild as cars just like man this happened in our world what if it was cars that'd be weird okay all right so uh so what what exactly how do we prepare for this how do we prepare i think we just independently choose like i think three moments uh i don't know why i'm saying it as if we haven't done it already we have both chosen three moments uh of human history uh and we don't tell each other what they are i don't know in an attempt to to keep it (laughs) a surprise uh and we talk about them we may not get to all of them but if we don't and this is in fact a series then we'll do it at some point okay well, I'm going to I'm going to flip the uh the old Kachat coin to see who goes first and oh look it's me. I'm going first. All right, so let's talk about the invention of the plane. Yeah, yeah, this one this is the only one we know each other are doing because John did a joke in his name of the service we used to record and I was like, "Oh, I also did the Wright brothers." So All right. we're both vaguely prepared for this one. Okay, so the invention of the plane. If we're assuming that this world is just the same and history happened in the same way, how how do we reconcile the fact that 
there was a point in time where two people who became famous for doing so invented a person. Yeah, obviously I chose this one for the exact same reasons, but I think a very important part of this one is we have to establish just for, and this can change based on whichever one, we're always loosey-goosey on this show, but are we assuming that vehicles lined up with their time period, you know? Like, ancient history is like carts and chariots. Modern history is cars, or are we assuming it's cars all the way down? What do you think? Well, based on the premise that you introduced to me, uh, I have to assume that we were going under the assumption that it's just cars exist throughout history. Yeah. All of history is cars. However, we do have evidence that that was not the intention yeah, we we do have uh, some old shorts, uh, some like things where Mater time travels and people are car- are uh, chariots, but those weren't made. But also in old in flashbacks, they're old timey cars, and there so, are wheels, just wheels. Yeah, just wheels. were also in that same scrapped short or early version of time travel Mater. So it it's it's hard to decide. I I think again we can sort of. Honestly, if it's funnier to assume that they're carts and chariots and wheels, we can go with that. But I think for the most part, we should assume that it's cars all the way back. Okay. So for assuming it's cars all the way back, I'm guessing that means we're assuming it's also planes all the way back. Yeah, that's where this one gets rough. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because if we're assuming that it was always cars, we could say that that just means that history and time started when cars so, cars, like, yes. just gonna throw this one out there because I'm so smart and this is definitely off the top of my dome and I'm not, uh, like, trying to buy for time right now. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, since cars were credited to a Mr. Benz uh, in 18... Yeah, I googled when were cars invented and Google said 1885 to 1886. All right. Sure. We'll go with that. So right around then, that's when history started. If Maybe. we're assuming that it's when cars started. Yeah. Of course. Other than that, we could have the argument of, oh yeah, it's chariots were cars and tires were cave cars. But I think we're just going to ignore all of that. And we're just going to go now, ahead and least. say that all of human history is exactly the same, but with cars. Yeah, inc- including the the pre-car invention. Yeah, mm-hmm. like ancient history, they were just cars. Somehow, we'll figure it out. All right, so what are Orville and Wilbur famous for? See, if I hadn't done my own research on this to also present it as one of mine, I would come back with maybe, maybe they're just not famous. Maybe they're just bicycle inventors who didn't have a plane to invent. But while I was researching for this, I did come across the USS Kitty Hawk, mm-hmm. which is in fact a boat that briefly appears in, I don't have it open here, but uh, one of the, I assume, planes. Oh, no, I actually remember. It's it's the one, it's actually in Moon Mater. It's, it recovers Mater and Lightning after they do a crash landing in the ocean. Okay. Since... The USS Kitty Hawk, uh, or Admiral Kitty Hawk, it's one of those two, 
was named after Kitty Hawk. That means Kitty Hawk is famous and like a very important spot. And Kitty Hawk, really the only thing Kitty Hawk, uh, North Carolina, I think, is known for is for the first flight. Mm-hmm. Due to its <sighs> strong winds. And Big Hill. Yep. There's Big so, Hill and it's windy. So that's an astounding amount of insight gained from such a minute detail of because we know that Kitty Hawk is famous, we have to assume that it's likely famous for the same reason, which means we have to assume that Orville and Wilbur did in fact do the thing. <laughs> but what? The, okay. Okay. Again, but I what prepared for this was too. The thing. <laughs> okay. There are two routes here. Mm-hmm. Either they just fully invented a type of person mm-hmm. or they didn't. And we have to come up with something else hugely important they did that also benefits from being on a very windy hill in North Carolina. All right. So they can't have made a person. But I think they might have, John. And Lucas, I know they can't have made a person. I know, I know, John. But what else? What else? I think they were the first people to discover a way for cars to fly. Okay. That does line up well with our car who can fly, who I, we can never remember the name of. Franz, maybe, from the first Planes movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not saying they experimented and made a Franz. I hope not. But I am saying that we do see examples of cars flying, and yep. perhaps that's it. They just found some way that eventually became why spies, like spy cars, are able to do what they're able to do. We know that some cars are just able to fly for some reason, and maybe it's because of the Wright brothers. And I mean, Mater just has an alien-like ability to just do that. And I mean, that's Mater, so like all bets are off because it's Mater, and Mater can do whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. But if I remember the the alien Mater one, the alien doesn't give Mater the ability to fly, he teaches Mater how to use his already innate ability to fly. Am I remembering that correctly? Yes, but also it could be said that Mater sees this being able to do it and just changes his own reality and alters his own composition to be able to. Yeah, again, all bets are off with Toe Mater. We can't assume assume anything that's true for him is true for literally any other car, Mm -hmm. which is a shame because then we could assume so many things, but say lovey. (laughs) Okay. So they made a way for cars to fly that eventually becomes rockets attached to your undercarriage, I guess. Yeah, it would have to still be technologically uh, in line with the technology of the time, like the 1903 Wright Flyer, Mm -hmm. which A, is just very funny to me because the 1903 Wright Flyer, the reason, one of the big reasons it worked so well is because they were able to make it super light. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm imagining basically they just hook some like ultra light wings to them, their body. uh, So we don't make another sentient person. They don't like the engine is the car's engine. If we're going down this route, otherwise they have to have made a person. I have some things that might help. Okay. The reason the right flyer was able to work is because it was able to generate enough lift based on its weight and speed. Essentially, the Wright Flyer, its whole thing was they needed the hill, they needed all that so that it could kind of glide. 
So there's a chance that what they invented was just a very strange wing system to attach to a car to give them the ability to generate enough lift to glide down a hill. And one way to do that is to have a very light setup, and the other is to go very fast. Yeah. So if he okay. makes a similar setup, all the car has to do is go very fast. That's true. I do, I really want, because there's the, if you've ever seen a picture, because there are pictures from that, it's like one of the brothers like laying down on the flyer and you just get the impression that like if the wind is too strong, it'll fully fall apart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you seen I know that... how much the wings will like flex during the breezes? It's very it's terrifying. I just really I need the image of a car getting on to just the 1903 right flyer and just fully demolishing it. Yeah, I, I, I think what we're saying works for this. I think we have to at least explore a little bit that they made people like a li- like we can dip our toes in. And if we're like, this can't be it, we can get out, but we can't fully discount it without okay. looking at it. So we do have the squishy bit theory. Yeah, that, that, that's where I was going to. Uh, so they invented a new body that people can exist in. They present their proposal to the manufacturer and the manufacturer is just like, okay, we'll start making some of these, I guess. What a buck wild. <laughs> Can you imagine just like designing a new person and then just going to a pitch meeting with God? Just being like, hey, <laughs> I've got some ideas. I don't want to call them improvements because your designs are amazing. But what if people could fly? Luke, it's not even that. What oh, if you went ahead. to that pitch meeting and then he said, yeah, that's good. You know what? I never thought about that. <laughs> Which, we heard a pitch bonkers. for redesigning people with God. And God's like, you know what? I like your, I like your ideas. This, I'm going to incorporate this in the new batch. I think that that pitch meeting would both, A, really shore up my faith because I was literally talking with God. And B, shake it so much that he was like, yeah. This is good. This is, you're right. I you know what? should good be job. doing this. Ooh, okay. Uh, okay, yeah. We, we can't throw out the fact that we've seen planes be tiny pigeons. Mm-hmm. Like, pigeons are just tiny, tiny planes. They're just, oh, gosh. What, what if, if? Why, would they, why would they name a ship the Kitty Hawk? <laughs> Lucas, what if yeah. the pigeons are just babies? Oh, and they're just wandering Paris in flocks. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure. No, yeah, I don't have a retort. Yeah, perfect. It's wonderful. I mean, planes seem to have a slightly different society than the cars, so we don't we don't know. We don't see very many examples of families, so we can't assume that those tiny little creatures aren't just babies. Yeah, I, I th- but... The pigeons, I think, are the biggest evidence that they didn't just invent a, a full new thing, at the very least. They may have invented new bodies for people based on birds, but, like, there were flying vehicles before 1903. I mean, Lucas, what else is a plane but man's attempt to become a bird? That's fair. Maybe they just... Maybe 
it's less they invented a type of people and more they invented just a way to modify yourself, which is basically they, what we were saying with the body thing anyway. They did a reverse Iron Man and they took a cool thing and made it much bigger. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So that was two of mine, but I also came prepared with more than two. That was so two of something. yours? Mm-hmm. The other one oh. was, of course, the invention of car itself. Oh, okay. That's fair. I'm going to go ahead and do the other one of mine that I'm worried might be one of yours. Okay. <laughs> so I could say one of mine. And that is, of course, the Titanic. Hmm. Is that one of yours? It's not. Okay, cool. We've talked a little bit about the Titanic before. I think, if I remember right, because our favorite wiki poster, Lightning McQueen, wanted the Titanic to appear in a flashback in, a car, in the Cars 3 in his wish list for Cars 3. And we were like, "What? that's the most bonkers thing I've ever heard. I love Lightning McQueen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we've also talked a little bit about cruise ships. So we've covered some ground with this, but I really want to dive in on this person who died. <laughs> this just person who died and also a lot of people on him died. That's part of the really upsetting nature of all of this is that they were inside of a person who was torn open and started slowly drowning and bleeding out and they were just running around on top of and inside of him trying to get to safety by getting into smaller people yeah so that they won't drown but there weren't enough smaller people lifeboats and the ones they had were used very inefficiently they were understaffed and if we're going right into it a car fills a lot of a lifeboat. All right. Are we assuming the Titanic is the same size as the Titanic? I feel like we have to, but that would that would also partially solve the lifeboat issue I just came up with because there would just be less space in general mm-hmm. for passengers. A lot less people would have died because a lot less people would have fit on the boat. Yeah. I mean, maybe it wasn't like it was still a huge tragedy, but maybe it wasn't like as big of one maybe see i have to assume that in general the population is much smaller in this car's world yeah whether or not everything plays out in a similar fashion and history is basically the same but with cars we have to assume that because cars take up more space than people that if buildings are roughly the same size but built for cars that that means they're just less car people yeah and i I think a good little bit of evidence in this is radiator springs itself you know Mm -hmm. like obviously it's a it's like a dying town uh Mm -hmm. which is a huge part of it but even like small towns there are towns that have like 10 people in them but radiator springs has like 10 people in them and doesn't feel as small as those kind of small towns you know Mm -hmm. but also it's a small town in the sense that it's a very abandoned town a That's lot fair. of people have moved away. I still think even at, at its heyday, like, I don't know. I think just looking at the current population, even if a huge portion of it had moved away, is some amount of evidence of a smaller overall population density. All right. So let's talk about this. What is Radiator Springs? Uh, the, the setting of Cars 1, a city. Okay, so Radiator Springs is a town. It has to be between... 20 and 30,000 people. Sure. Radiator Springs is not 20 to 30,000 people. That's true. I think, I don't. I can't, I'm not going to remember all the citizens, but I think they're like 15 tops. 
like that's a healthy estimate too. In its heyday, I would say maybe at most 100. Yeah, I know we've looked, I remember doing this in like some super early episodes, but I remember looking at maybe it's like similar to just amount of cars there are in the world. Uh, mm-hmm. And there are a little more than a billion cars, which would be like, what, a seventh, an eighth of the size of our current population, mm-hmm. which I don't know, feels right enough, right enough to say, which I mean, would again, go back, I said, since not as many people were on the boat, maybe it wouldn't be as big of a tragedy, but comparatively, it'd be, you know, probably the same amount of tragedy mm-hmm. based on like, number of deaths versus population of the world, which I, I don't know, I'd it's not how we look at tragedies, really, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, it's if there are 8 billion people and 80 people die in a world where there's only 1 billion, would it be the same for just 10 people to die? Maybe. I think yeah. so. Yeah. I'm going to Google how many people died on the Titanic. A lot. Yeah, 1,500 people. Oh boy, that's a car city right there. No, yeah, it's it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Mm. Okay, and that's your very not fun fact of the day. Yeah, it, a lot of people died. Uh, I don't know. I want to explore what it's like to be a sentient person who's... I want to explore the Titanic's sentient last moments, and that's pretty, like, dark. Okay, but... a lot of the blame lies within the crew because yeah. they ignored calls for help. They steered in a way that was the least advantageous and there were also internal problems there were there were just a lot of things going on that led to this thing happening in the way that it did and i'm curious as to what that would mean for the titanic being a person yeah does think... this titanic person control themselves yeah i think that's where we got to start you know was this person being steered my first instinct with nothing to back it up is the Titanic can steer itself or someone else can steer it. At, like, both are possible. All right, let's assume it's nighttime. The Titanic was sleeping, not yeah. steering itself. It still means it was the captain. What do we do about the internal problems where there was just a massive fire going on? I mean, maybe maybe he was just sick. Maybe he had some tumbly rumblies. <laughs> yeah, or something more serious than that, or... Yeah, I mean, that... indigestion in a vehicle that massive is very serious. <laughs> That's fair. Okay, yeah. Oh, boy. Okay, so maybe it was just some tum- tummy rumblies for a vehicle that is absolutely massive, meaning just giant fires burning through its stomach. Uh, the captain ignored calls for help and, hey, don't go there. The storms are coming. There's ice and whatnot. How awful is it to think about the fact that the way this happened is they steered, instead of going into the iceberg directly, which would have broken up the ice, they turned and scraped along its side, meaning that... Tore the entire side of it. This person had their stomach ripped open and everything just kind of fell out. Yeah, a big part of the Titanic and why it was hailed as unsinkable, which remind me, now that I've said that, to go back to something is that it had these multiple chambers that were mm-hmm. sealed from each other. And the reason why scraping it was so bad is water got into all or most of them. Mm-hmm. And man, just the idea of a sentient person, giant person, that giant gash. Ugh, oh, man, it's dark. 
But mm-hmm. now that I've said that, I do want to go back and do the question from Liz. Give me that question. This from is Liz. not how this works. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> sorry. We both of our significant others are named Liz. They ask us questions. That's the whole joke. But this week is fun because uh, my girlfriend Liz is a huge, huge like. You know how you have like kid obsessions when you're a kid. You're like obsessed with like a moment in history or dinosaurs or something like that. Sure. Or like robots or Pokemon or something. Like you just get really into something as a kid. Yeah, and that definitely goes away when you get older. No, yeah, like I still have Lucas. I'm I'm building a 15 foot tall robot in my basement as we speak. Yeah, and Liz has a poster a giant poster with the front page of the New York times after the Titanic sank, they don't go away. Uh, but that is to say one of Liz's kid obsessions, uh, was the Titanic. So she was very excited about us talking about this. All right. Uh, but her question was the Titanic was hailed as unsinkable. What does that mean for a person? If it's a person, if it's a person, what does that mean? Like, did they think this boat was immortal? Was it was it fully just like a very arrogant boat? Was it man-made or reinforced somehow in a similar way to the real-life Titanic? Why did they think the Titanic was unsinkable in this universe? Do you want the easy answer? Yes. Captain America. Sure. The obvious answer. Thank you, John. Mm-hmm. Captain America. That's the answer right there. They super-soldiered the Titanic is what you're saying. Yep. And uh, as you may well know, Captain America, phenomenal, super soldier, all that jazz, dies from a bullet. One bullet, kill him. Kill him right dead. Yeah, I mean, I think a a good part of the answer is he wasn't unsinkable. (laughs) But like the implication of calling him unsinkable is the same implication of, oh, we have spent millions on this program to make the best soldier he is the peak of the human condition. He's not bulletproof or anything. He, he's the best soldier, but you just stab him, he'll die. And then everyone hears that and they think, okay, he's Captain America. Nothing can kill him. And then like, you got one scientist. Like, I mean, if he holds the shield, he's protected from bullets, but that, that doesn't mean he's completely safe. You could he, just like, he's you stab harder him. to kill, certainly. He's, he's a very very hard to kill in certain ways yeah (laughs) but like you could kill him yeah that's basically where i was getting i wanted to discuss the thought that maybe the titanic thought it was immortal (laughs) and just was wrong he's a herculean figure he's the he's a demigod achilles he's got the heel he is achilles he's got he's got the uh the Achilles, Achilles hole. Under, underbelly. No, John, Achilles hole. I, I, yep, yep. John. Yep, the Achilles hole. Well, that's, man, we never get to make good jokes on this podcast. I'm so proud of us. Oh, that's, that's real good. Uh, okay. <laughs> cool. I love it. Lifeboats are weird. <laughs> He's just got like a thousand buddies that hang out with him. He certainly doesn't have a thousand. That's like a, a important point. He's got like he's sixty-three buddies that hang out with him. How many lifeboats on the Titanic? Sixteen. Woof. Are you serious? There were sixteen. A mere sixteen boats plus four collapsibles could at- accommodate just a thousand one hundred seventy-eight people. So yeah. they're like big, but still, gosh. 
Oh boy. Like I obviously knew that was a problem with the Titanic famously, but mm-hmm. man, that's not a lot. I actually listened to another podcast that is from an acting friend and they had a, like an entire episode on the Titanic and they were talking about how they actually met their standard. They were even doing no. better than the standard. Yeah. That it, they only needed to have enough lifeboats for maybe 60% of their passengers. No. Yeah. Like it, I mean, it was, you know, White Star Line's fault to a, to a degree, but like eh, regulations were bad back in the day. Turns out for some reason, the regulations don't account for all of the people. Regulations are a good thing. <laughs> they save lives. Uh, but yeah, so he's got 16 friends and four collapsible friends. <laughs> oh. No, yeah. Uh, I... <laughs> I know on like in like modern cruise ships, lifeboats typically have some motor motorization, but I assume on the Titanic they did not. Uh, they just you know were to float. So are we? Do we think they're animals? Do we think they're sentient? They have they're alive. There's no way we're going to get past that they're alive. But are they people sentient? The collapsible ones for sure I, cannot be because that's too upsetting. Yeah, we cannot. We fully cannot do this. So collapsible people, we don't have to worry about it. The other Uh, ones, I'm going to guess they're people. He's just got 16 buds that ride attached to him. Man, that would... I mean, obviously that's the point of why we're talking about it, but that would suck a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. Unless. Unless. You were, I don't know, a a giant, perhaps a Hamlet-backed giant. Or Goliath, if you will. Sure. It's the Magic the Gathering card. It's in my Krenko deck. Okay, sure, man. I know about Magic the Gathering, and even I didn't get that. Whatever. Uh, He's It's a giant with just like a small hamlet on his back. Maybe 20 or 16 of his friends that live on his back. That's fair. But like his friends... Gosh, why have you made us make this a comparison to a Magic the Gathering card? His friends get to like live a rap move and live. They're not like, you know people who were made to be in the water who are you know pulled up and don't get to move and just sit there and hope their big friend doesn't die but their whole purpose is if he dies all right but lucas okay what if you were to be paid to hang out with your friends and to just hope they don't to sit still and ride like oh my job is to just sit and talk with my friends and hope my friend doesn't die. <laughs> and hope that I don't have to do any work. Uh, I and mean, hope that my existence is meaningless and I don't have to watch my friend have his Achilles hull be torn open in front of me. Slowly sink to the bottom of the ocean. Oh man, like everyone who, pretty much everyone who fell in the water on the Titanic died because of hypothermia, etc. Those cars, if they were in the water, <laughs> even less of a chance... Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. All I right. guess it's possible they could get like flotation devices like life vests. Lucas, but Rose Rose was on a on just a hunk of flesh. That is very bad. Rose was just on like a rib floating in the ocean and Jack couldn't fit on the rib, so Jack sunk to the bottom. Like a very Again, their cars, they got to be a very big rib for Rose to survive mm-hmm. on it. A very large rib from this unsinkable Achilles. Okay, 
So Jack was definitely a forklift, right? Yeah, I mean, he uh, in the in the third class, uh, he's seen as lesser, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also had the hands of an artist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a that's a point I didn't think about. Yeah, he he could you know draw <laughs> at all. Yep. <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's stop talking about a tragedy yeah. and move on to blockbuster. <laughs> blockbuster <laughs> video is one of yours. The term blockbuster, actually. Oh, okay. Okay. That's... So... Oh, real, real quick, do you mind if I... Oh, this works for this one, too. <laughs> this works better. Speaking of blockbuster, let's go to the accidentally even more better uh, wiki quote of the day of the day. Week. Give me that uh, James Cameron of the week. Sure. This week we're going over to worldofcarsdriving.fandom.com slash wiki slash boat underscore Reynolds. Uh, <laughs> I was just going, I could, I, the Titanic doesn't canonically exist in the cars verse, so I could, I just did a boat one. <laughs> but okay. it's better because he's an actor <laughs> and you're doing blockbuster. This one's quick. He's, it's Burt Reynolds. If you don't get the joke, the actor Burt Reynolds, that's who it is. Uh, but he appears for a second in, in Planes, Fire, and Rescue, which is weird. Uh, but if we go down to the trivia section, we've got... He is a spoof of the film actor, director, and producer Burt Reynolds with the carified film Best Little Boathouse in Texas being a spoof of one of his movies. Do you know what the movie is that that's a spoof of, John? Is it Best Little House in Texas? It's the Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. <sighs> Planes made a joke about whorehouses. No, nope, that movie for children. No, they fully did. Which a is wild. <laughs> b I really like that in this uh, on the cars wiki here. They did. They just didn't want to say whorehouse, so they said it's a spoof of one of them. You can figure it out. We don't want to put whorehouse on this children's movie wiki. <laughs> oh boy. Yep. Okay. 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 That's that's fair. Yeah, that's all that's all I needed. You go ahead with why Blockbuster is weird. Alright. So a Blockbuster is a film that is so exciting and so looked forward to that people line around the block just to get into the movie theater. Huh. So this brings up just a lot of questions. First off, I say this in our history episode because it's like throughout history there's a point in time where movies just widely exploded in popularity and that's right about now by now i mean when blockbusters became a thing because of course that's why they called them blockbusters is because they were so popular they couldn't get everyone in the building how much worse is that going to be with the cars with with cars and planes and boats huh the the and planes and boats is a important part of that see you could just say driving for cars and maybe even planes what about boat i mean I guess you could assume they built some infrastructure for the boats where there's a big screen and it has to be at night, uh, much like a drive-in, and just one of the boats has the projector on them. But boats are can be very big, is the issue. Mm-hmm. A 55-inch TV, to me, is very large to a boat that is microscopic. Yeah, especially when you look at like aircraft carriers and stuff where they're even like their eyes are like far back on their being. So they're even mm-hmm. further away from it. And maybe just, you know, I guess their nose and mouth just block it. 
from them yep. potentially. Because like even if you go with movie theater screen, you get like a twenty-two foot wide screen. If your eyes are ten by five, then <laughs> okay, it's twice the size of your eyes, maybe. Twice. That's. I mean. I mean, that's not even phone. That's not even phone. That's maybe, I don't know, like a BlackBerry phone screen from yeah. 15 years ago. I remember on on like the old iPod, I had an iPod video at some point and I had like, I didn't have a movie on there because that's even then that seemed stupid. But I remember I saved like a music video on there and I guess just watched it sometimes. I needed it. Why did I do that? Whatever. Why did anyone do anything before smartphones? Lucas, uh, one of my biggest purchases when I was around the age of 13 and had a job mowing lawns was I got me one of the, like the third generation iPods. And uh, I had Kill Bill on it for some reason. Did, did you at any point in your life sit down and watch the movie start to end on your iPod? This is so important. I... At one point in time, noticed that it was on there for some reason. <laughs> I was on the toilet, and I maybe watched a minute before I was like, this is dumb. It's almost like they're built. Uh, the movies are made to be on giant screens, not on tiny ones. But, I, I mean, the <laughs> fact that that was a selling point of the iPod video and whatever iPod you had, I mean, you can technically watch a movie like that. You can, it you sucks. You should not. It's terrible. But like for some people, they did some market research that showed someone will pay for it. And if that's your only uh, option, maybe, I mean. If I no longer was able to watch any movie other than through a screen that was maybe a two by two inch square, then I would eventually decide, okay, I'm going to start doing this. But and it I mean, would take a while. Yeah, but I mean, you couldn't, like, read a book or watch TV. That'd be the same situation. I guess go to a play, but I don't know, man. Listen to music would maybe be the same. That You could do that. <laughs> but you would ha it's not just you couldn't watch movies. You couldn't experience media. You couldn't experience anything that required a screen with any amount of comfort. Yeah. I know we we talked just last week, and again, I've noticed a theme of mentioning things from last week a lot recently. But gosh, poor boats. Oh boy. It's poor boats, right? Yeah, poor boats. I did find out while I was looking for a boat fact for the wiki quote that the Dwight Fleisenhauer is an admiral. Like he's high up in the Navy, which is, I don't know, maybe good. Like his silly hat we made fun of was an admiral's hat. It feels like one of those things where you kind of have to give him the promotion because what else is he going to do? And yeah, I mean, it's not like anyone has any options at that point. How many of the vehicle that he is are there? Not, there can't be a lot. There just there can't, really can't be a lot of them. I think, I think when the boats category on, on, uh, <laughs> worldofcars.fandom is pretty slim and that's all boats not even you know large military boats okay so blockbusters there's more to it than just boats can't watch movies there's also just the idea of 
historically, you have to think, oh, what are the movies historically that we've historically? Thank you. Historically. Thank you. We got to think about okay, what was Jaws like? What was Indiana Jones like? I mean, we're that's gonna a need fool. a bigger me. Yeah, that's a full other other series. Lucas, want... what what was in the bed in The Godfather? Okay, I mean, we've recently said horses were trailers, so okay. I guess just like the hitch. <laughs> so the, oh, I don't know. Also, Gotta... beds. <laughs> oh boy, what was in the where? What was in the what? And how did it get there? Uh, how was it removed? <laughs> would that be considered cruelty? I would say that, yes, because it has to be alive to be considered a similar act. Okay. You know? So they killed a horse that was a trailer. Sure. By cutting off its hitch, which was its head for some reason. Following you. And, and they put it in the man's room beside him while he was sleeping somehow yep it checks out what's his room is his room a garage i mean we've talked about living spaces uh i mean cozy cone see like lightning wasn't this is a micro tell this is like a like the japanese like tiny tiny mm-hmm. hotels he is like this is normal and i am fine with this and he sleeps but it on is described as cozy which yeah. implies that it's like a smaller type situation. Yeah, like it, it's not it's not necessarily like normal, but it's not like abnormal either, mm-hmm. you know? Like it's something you'd see, but it's also like a bit of a, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. So yeah, I guess just his room where he sleeps is where the trailer hitch was also... Like, cutting off a horse's head takes some work. Cutting off a trailer hitch takes some work, I feel like. And one of the startling things is going to be the horse's blood. Oil. Why would it be leaking oil? It's just a hitch. I mean, and if it's just a trailer with no engine, it doesn't have any fluids. Uh, Maybe just... Lucas, I gotta quote some great movies here. Yeah. Pretend you're a car. Do you bleed? No. You, you don't bleed? Okay, okay. I oil. You oil? You leak oil? You oil. Do you oil? I mean, that would be an action, though. Like, you're oiling something else. Yeah, I Okay, don't know, so man. the trailer grease or oil is all over him, I guess. What about Star Wars? I want to say Car Wars, but that would just be wars. Star Cars? No. <laughs> That's worse. Uh, I mean, are you asking about the plot, or are we... F- fully focusing on making the pun right now i'm asking about what would that be like would we see a bunch of cars in space riding inside of other vehicles that are people yeah the vehicles are a very big important part of the star wars because mm-hmm. that's where they do the wars uh, when yeah the Death i guess star explodes was that a person yeah i mean oh. if if like the Dwight Fleisenhauer can be a person, then I don't see there being an upper limit. All right, Dwight Fleisenhauer is a person. The Death Star was a person. That's no moon. That's a man. That's just like a guy. <laughs> That's just a dude. 
Hello. What if he was and, nice? He can't have been nice. He exterminated populations. Hey, he's the size of a moon. If he sneezes, he's gonna kill someone. Yeah, but if that's your existence, you gotta be. You gotta. And we take already said that the the Titanic was a person, and a bunch of people died because of the captain steering the Titanic rather than the Titanic. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's good old a uh, good old. Uh, Toph. You say Toph, like from Avatar The Last Airbender? Mm-hmm. Or like How Moff is it Tarkin. like Toph? Moff oh, Tarkin. Uh, okay. Grand Moff Tarkin. Got it. Uh... Uh, so yeah, he's responsible for forcing this person to sneeze a beam of destructive energy into a planet destroying it. I mean, I'm willing to believe that, that he was maybe forced to do it. Uh, that would actually line up well. That I think that would line up well with him being easily destructible by some easily weird exploitable thing. Maybe it's not explained by Rogue One in this one, uh, by it being designed that way. Maybe he opened up those ports. He said, listen, you gotta pull the trigger, Piglet. Uh, that's a weird <laughs> meme no one's seen. Uh, but Lucas, I hope everyone has seen that one. Just Google pull the trigger, Piglet. Uh, but he just wanted. He just. He said, "You gotta, you gotta, come kill me." Oh boy! Do you think Speaking... that he was like an extremely powerful force user? Hmm. Force in general is weird. Yep. <laughs> but I guess because like it's similar enough to force lightning, you know, his beam. Mm-hmm. That maybe, maybe, maybe all ships that can shoot lasers. <laughs> The force, force your force power is based on how many midichlorians you have. Yeah. And if you've got two people with a ton of midichlorians inside of you, don't you have their midichlorians inside of you? Hmm. I don't know, man. That's a lot. <laughs> Which makes me think, what if, like, that giant sandworm had just eaten Ray? Do you think he would have gotten Ray's force powers? Woof. Woof. Uh... If I were to I eat a Jedi, Lucas, would I get Force powers? The eternal question. They are always, they're always getting their hands cut off, so maybe you just eat the, those. <laughs> they gotta have some. You, they'll take a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just gotta eat their hands. Eat logically, their hands. I want to say no because I don't think that would be how it works. But from a we're doing a comedy podcast perspective, absolutely. Just eat eat a Jedi. You get their midichlorians. <laughs> I'm going to probably exaggerate the number, but apparently in some of the supplementary material for Star Wars, there's like a diagram that demonstrates that there are about 46 techniques for cutting off extremities. That's too many. Yep. Quite frankly, it's too many. Mm-hmm. I, I've i thought of a very niche movie moment also. Let's do it. Have you heard of like, the? it may be like a myth, but the story of right when moving pictures were becoming a thing people were watching the screen and there was a movie in which a train was coming towards the screen and everyone uh, was terrified and everyone freaked out and we're like we're this we're gonna die uh so in this universe it's just like a big guy running on the <laughs> screen right uh lucas it's just it's just get out 
<laughs> yeah, it's that exact moment from Get Out. That's... It's a dude running at you from the dark, and all of a sudden, there's a person right there, and you're going to get hit by him. Except this time, the person weighs, I don't know, 40,000 pounds. Yeah, and I mean, that moment from Get Out was designed to be deeply unsettling. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I get it. And it was deeply unsettling. It was It was spooky. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. The filmmakers were just ahead of their time. They were making Get Out way back in the day. All right. Okay. It's one of our weirder assertions we've made. All right. So do we want to move on to either of my other three prepared ones? That's right. I prepared, I believe, six. Wow. I've got one more that, like, honestly, I don't know a ton about the subject. And I kind of doubt you do either. Uh, so there are just a few bits from it I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. So I think it could fit in like our limited amount of time we have left. Okay. Again, I don't know a lot about the French Revolution, but there is one very famous bit from it that I would like to discuss. And that is very famously during, I think it was called the Reign of Terror. They just cut off a lot of heads. Lucas, with the how did you not bring this up when I was talking about the horse head? No, I know. That's why I wanted to do this one within this episode. Okay, okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. How do they cut off a car's head? It's really <laughs> the full reason I wanted to bring up the French Revolution. And uh, the French Revolution is ultra complex. I'm sure there's a ton we could talk about, but John and I don't know a lot about the French Revolution, so we're going to talk about beheadings. We're going to talk about, uh, you know, cutting and- off half of the body of this thing. yeah that's just half of, like they just bisect them right yep They're, okay so the question isn't how do you cut off their heads it's which part is their head yeah how do you only cut off their head because if you only want to cut off their head and you don't want to cut off what i assume is like their shoulder to arm then you have to cut it in just the worst way possible because you have you to do like a from, sharp 90 degree turn in the middle of it. You got to cut from underneath their mouth, scoop, and then like get above the tires. And I'm guessing probably like through midway the doors and then get to the back windshield. And then it's this weird curve where you're just like scooping off a face of a person. Man, guillotines would be wild. <laughs> Obviously, for the stuff you just said of how they have to, like, make several several turns in the middle of the car. But also, they gotta be, like, rocket-powered or something. All right? right. Here's my proposal. Got it. They cut from just underneath the mouth, straight line to the back. So it's, okay. Everything above just under the mouth, and, like, everything above that is head. And everything okay. below that is body. So they bisect them horizontally, not vertically. (laughs) Okay, that's very interesting. Which is, yes, pretty much the longest straight line you could possibly have through the car. But I mean, I think think it lines up with what would be the head of a car. I don't Mm -hmm. think we can... Which also gives the very funny uh, visual of them having to stand the cars up. If we still have it work like how it drops, have them stood up on their bumper and held there somehow. 
Oh, Lucas, you have reminded me of the other one that I didn't have a tab for. Sure. The other historical event that is very reminiscent of having to hang this car up for torture slash killing. And that was, of course, the carcifixion. Oh, no, that's... (laughs) Jesus is a fool half episode later. We cannot get into Jesus right now. (laughs) Okay, so... um, All right. What are they going to use to decap decapitate the you. vehicles? <laughs> I mean, the guillotine is so, so synonymous with the French Revolution that I think it has to be recognizable as a guillotine, just a bonkers one somehow, you know? It's, all right, what if it's a guillotine, but it is intentionally designed to, like, loop and slide which also means it has to be insanely large and insanely heavy yeah i was thinking okay this is messed up but what if it needs that extra speed and torque so instead of just letting gravity do the work they hook up like a pulley system and just have a car start going it's like being drawn and quartered yeah, but it, it's like a combination of that almost. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Lucas, what I was thinking was a similar vein, but it was instead, what if it's like, okay, so you've got the headsman, the guy who uses an axe to cut off heads. Mm-hmm. What if it's a combination of those two positions and it's a person jumps onto the chopping block to force it down <laughs> into the other person? I was thinking about just adding a huge, huge weight on top of the guillotine to make it go through like a massive weight. And I guess that would combine those two ideas. Is that the headsman is a car that wears that creepy like mask thing. Lucas, how do you hang a car? No, yeah, that was that's the natural evolution here. Where's the neck? We try to do these these one-to-one things and i think we've somehow gotten guillotine i don't know if we're going to get noose man because we've seen cars like coughing yeah so breathing problems exist but there's no neck there is no neck it's like trying to to hang iron man he's made of metal you can't do it it's like trying to hang modok you'd have to get inside to the squishy bit to do it which is just grotesque so they peel back the exosuit they rip open your body so they can get to your esophagus to wrap a rope around that just to drop you and probably completely cut you in half anyway yeah i guess yeah this is all of them are obviously pretty body horror grotesque. This has one of been one of our more grotesque ones in a while. What are you talking about, Lucas? We've talked about uh, slowly hacking at a horse trailer's neck slash head, uh, decapitation by a bisection of body the long way, uh, ripping open your flesh to just like squeeze your squishy esophagus. Don't and, forget uh, the Titanic slowly drowning after being slowly its full drowning side being torn its out. Entrails just pouring out onto a bunch of people. Lucas, I had a bad thought just now. Uh that's what that's what those are the moneymakers, John. Hit me. 
a lot less people might have died in that situation. And do you want to know why? I guess. You wouldn't have died from hypothermia because his entrails would have been warm. And he's so massive that I have to assume he would have significantly warmed the temperature of the water. Ugh. Yeah, that's a bad thought, man. It's like that good old Star Wars joke. What's the internal temperature of a Tauntaun about lukewarm? Ah, yeah, I've heard that before. That's a shame. I thought you were going to go with the cars are better insulated, so they would die slower. They would drown instead of die from hypothermia at the bottom of the ocean, which is also grotesque. We should stop. Yep. We should stop. But as long as we're not stopping. <laughs> sure, sure, stop sure. About, uh, so when you hang someone, a lot of uh, the like death comes from breaking their neck. Sure. I imagine that's just what it's going to be. It's not going to be you suffocate. You're just going to break your neck in the car's world. I f- yeah, I feel like you just get crushed. Mm-hmm. Like it, yeah, like your exoskeleton gets crushed into the the squishy bit is how it would have to work. Yeah. All right. So that's that's the last terrible, grotesque thing we we're going to say for the week, I guess. Yeah, that's, that's the end of the episode. Uh, <laughs> thanks for listening to it. Let us know if you liked this. I liked it. But I understand if you didn't. <laughs> and if you did like it, this is another thing that would be easy to submit ideas for, much like origin stories. We Which we really... are working on a fan suggestion. Yeah, well, ne- next I think next week we will do, be doing a fan-suggested origin story. Uh, so those are super easy to submit. Just movies you think would be a good uh, prequel to Cars. Or now, just historical events that you want us to make grotesque in the cars world uh you can do that here we go uh at our email which is the at gmail.com or on our twitter you can tweet at us or dm us uh, at the kachat i don't think i said thank you for listening so i'm doing that now i usually do it before this but thank you for listening it was a cool thing you did now john says stuff remember like comment subscribe and i think that's it yeah, tell some don't worry about telling about everyone. Don't don't worry no, don't. about it. Just, this week, don't tell anybody. Just don't, because you we know what? They don't deserve it. Be, yeah, this week we should ha- we want to have our worst numbers ever. If we have good numbers, we're gonna be mad. If we get more than twenty thousand downloads, thank you. I'm gonna be so mad. Yeah, if if we get, soar to number one on iTunes, ooh, I'll be mad. I'm don't be do so it. So peeved. And I've been seeing some people leaving us reviews on iTunes lately. And man, I'm not going to make a joke. It's super cool. Thank you for doing that. Uh, If you haven't done it, it'd be cool if you did. No pressure. That's the end of the episode. I've been Lucas Southworth. And I've been John Bishop. And until next time, remember to float like a Cadillac. And sting like a Beamer. Duh. Gosh. I don't know why we decided to be angry at the audience here at the end. That's, That's always a good move. Time.